Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. I don't know about you, but let's get into the word. I'm going to do something very, very different than today. Today, I'm not going to preach at you. I'm going to prophesy. Listen, we are living in turbulent times that require a word from the Lord or a direction from the Lord or some guidance from the Lord. Listen, I'm, let me be the first to tell you, we are not maintenancing our church members through online services. No, we are in specific instruction from heaven waiting for God to give us the guidance and the clearance for the next thing that he's going to do. And as a result of that, we are not on the defensive. We are on the offensive. It might seem like the world is on the defensive, but the church is on the offensive. So I'm going to prophesy four things that God is doing. Now, there are a lot of things that God is doing. The list is endless because God is doing things for different people, for different states, for different countries, for different continents, all at the same time. But I'm going to show you at least four things. And let me first say this before we jump into these four things. The church is ahead of the crisis, not behind it. And I'm going to tell you why, because it has always been God's pleasure to reveal and to unveil that which he is going to do. And you can find this all throughout scripture where God consistently tells the children of Israel, I am doing a new thing. Don't you see it? Behold, I do something new. We find it in the book of Revelation. So there is this consistent declaration or heralding of heaven to his people concerning what God is doing or what he is about to do. The second thing is this. The Bible says in the book of Amos that God will do nothing unless he 
first reveals his secrets to his prophets. So the prophets are always made privy or a prophetic people are always made privy to what God is doing. Now, God speaks and reveals before he does something. It would be unjust of God to just do something at this magnitude affecting everything without first letting those who have an intimate relationship know what he is about to do. And one of those groups of people that God is consistently talking to is the prophets. The third thing I want to say is this, that the consequence of God revealing to the prophets what he is about to do is he gives his people the anointing of the tribe of Issachar. Now, the tribe of Issachar was a unique tribe among the 12 tribes of Israel. They had an innate ability to be able to interpret. Because it's one thing to hear what God is saying and the next thing is, is to divinely interpret what God is saying with clarity as opposed to what God is saying vaguely. Because the last place the church wants to be after hearing what God is saying is not knowing what to do. There are four prophetic things that God is doing. I would dare even say five things that he is doing. The first thing that God is going to begin to unleash is the rising of the individual believer. Now, what does that mean? Very simple. It means that the time where the churchgoer, the average churchgoer and their extreme codependency on the pastor, on the church, on others to prophesy to them, on others giving them a word, on others praying for them are over you are going to see believers who normally were in always need of prayer, who always needed a word, are going to be doing what David had to do in the Psalms. He had to encourage himself in the Lord his God. If there is anything that this crisis has been teaching you and I, and the vast majority of lukewarm believers is that the only person that you could depend on to help bring you through this season is God himself. And we're going to see the rise of individual believers growing up in their faith, praying on their own, prophesying on their own, reading the Bible, spending time in prayer, spending time in fasting, the rise of the individual individual believer is among us. People that you would have never thought will rise to the occasion and become some of the most outstanding evangelists, outstanding prophets, outstanding believers, totally shaking their community, shaking the workplace, shaking their family. We're going to see the rise of individual believers because now to get through this season, it requires your own oil. It requires your own lamp. The story of the 
five foolish virgins is upon us. It means this. They tried to get oil from those who had the oil. And the ones who had the oil, you could read this in Matthew 25, said, we only have enough oil for ourselves. Go and buy some oil. And the Bible is very, very clear that these foolish virgins went and bought oil on their own. And we're going to see the average believer who normally is riding upon the faith of someone else who is strong, developing their own prayer life, developing their own oil, paying the price for the anointing of God on their life. Those of you that are watching me, if you're honest, you know you haven't prayed this much in your whole life as a believer. And some of you that are watching me that just got saved, you know that this is the most you've ever prayed Ever. So the first thing that I'm telling you that God is prophetically doing is the rising of the individual believer. We call that the universal priesthood of the believer. It means everyone has access to God. It means everyone has direct access of the Holy Spirit. It means everyone has access to open up their Bible and read it on their own and get a word of God for themselves. I'm telling you and I'm prophesying this. Listen, man, I'm getting excited just talking about it. I promise you that the next time that we gather in the church building, church house, you're going to see a whole group of people very, very different. You're going to see believers that have just passed boot camp. You're going to see an army of generals and corporals and captains walking in that place. Why? Because each person is going to have to have passed their own test. And I prophesy in your life that in this crisis, you will not be crushed. You will not fold. You will not give up. You're going to pass every test. Get ready because God is about to use you because now your faith is genuine. The rise of the individual believer. The second thing that God is doing prophetically, he has now introduced a new system. The old way of doing things is absolutely eradicated. The old wineskin has been crushed. The old way of doing things has been dissolved. The way that we used to have church will no longer be the same. Nothing on the earth through this crisis will ever be normal ever again. So what is God actually saying? Is saying is this. He destroyed and disintegrated and obliterated the old system of the way things were done before. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean the old way of doing church is the old way of doing everything. The old way of doing family, the old way of doing work, the old way of doing finances, the old way of living, the old way of doing church. There is a new system that has been forcibly projected upon the earth in the church as well that is going to require immediate shift. There is a shift that God didn't ask your permission or has he made it optional for you? No, the whole earth has been shifted. The old way of doing things is gone. And I speak this into your life that you have just entered into the new thing.
This is a new system. This is foreign to you. This is foreign to the earth. We've never gone down this trail before. Welcome to the upgrade. Welcome to the new system. Welcome to the new way of doing things. Now watch this. When God initiates a new system, there is a new anointing. There is a new oil. There is a new knowledge. There is a new intuition. There's new creativity, which means if we're going to be operating under a new system that we've never done before, then God has to give us the wisdom to be able to live out our lives and to fulfill God's purpose within this new system that requires supernatural wisdom for us to carry and to function in this new system. So I prophesy new grace over your life, new glory, new oil, new anointing, new, 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 new is being released on the earth right now and new will be the new normal. Look at the person next to you and tell them, new is the new normal. The third thing that I believe that God is prophetically doing on the earth that you're going to see is this, notable coronations and upgrades of rank. Now, what do I mean by that? Very simple, the Bible is clear that if you're faithful in the small things, I'm going to make you ruler over bigger things. And let me tell you something, that the church's response in this season of crisis will determine its next upgrade and coronation and promotion. The courtroom of heaven will be gauging the church's posture and response to crisis in loving our neighbor, walking with people through the crisis. Listen, I'm telling you, God is gonna give many of you that are watching me, many saints are going to be promoted after this crisis has passed over. Did you catch that? Pass over, pass over, blood on the doorpost. Amen, we'll get into that next week. Listen, all I know is this, that I don't care about titles, I don't care about reputation, I don't care about invitations or platforms. All I care about in this season is walking with my people and being there for those who are in need and passing the tests of faith and crossing over to the other side. Let me tell you something, this is the time where the church is being the church, where we are going and bending over backwards to make sure that everybody survives, that everybody's prayed for. I am telling you, many of you have never prayed that many times for so many people in your life. And I'm telling you, heaven has made a record of your intercession and there's a promotion coming. I'm getting excited. Listen, you've even prayed for your enemies. You even prayed for people you don't like. You prayed for your haters. Every time you heard about somebody that needed prayer, you dropped to your knees and you said a prayer or you bowed your head in the car or on your lunch break and you said, Lord, help so-and-so, help so-and-so. You don't even know half these people. You just overheard it in a conversation of a coworker. Oh, my neighbor is sick. And you just said, Lord, heal the neighbor. I'm telling you that all intercession and all acts of 
kindness in this season will be rewarded when the crisis is over. And God is saying, I'm going to make a lot of people rulers, kings and queens in this season. Because Jesus said that if you're faithful in the small things, I'm going to make you a ruler. That means someone who is the standard. You're going to be the standard, the prototype. God is going to use you to save a generation simply because of your acts of generosity and kindness. In this season, God is going to elevate you. The fourth thing that is happening prophetically on the earth right now is the explosion of the fear of the Lord. God is sending a revival of the fear of the Lord. Reverence back unto God. Those who were irreverent, those who were lukewarm, those who were indifferent concerning the things of the Lord, concerning church, concerning the things of the anointing and the gospel, now has been forced on their knees to reconsider and return to their first love. There is going to be a resurgence of the fear of the Lord, of reverencing of God again, where the church will no longer will play both sides of the fence. The worldliness of the church is disintegrating right before our eyes, the indifference, the prayerlessness, the carnality of the church is being removed. And the Bible says we ought to work out our own salvation with fear and with trembling. That's what the Bible says in the book of Philippians. It says, work out your own salvation with fear and with trembling. It's hard to work out your salvation if there is no fear of the Lord. God is bringing the tremble back to the church. Let me say that again. God is bringing the tremble back to the ministers. God is bringing the tremble back to the prophets. God is bringing the tremble. When I mean tremble, I mean trembling before the presence of the Lord in reverence and in holy sanctified fear where we are fearing the Lord again, where we are making sure that the thoughts of our heart and the meditations of our mind are acceptable in his sight, where we're praying prayers of creating me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. I prophesy that into your life. Respond to that fear of the Lord, which means walk in true holiness again, which means if God don't like it, you don't do it. If the Holy Spirit is grieved with it, you don't think it. I'm not talking about legalism. I'm not talking about extreme fanaticism. I'm not talking about misappropriated sensationalism. I'm talking about a level of intimacy that is so profound that the next time those of you that are ministers grab that mic that the trembling of the Lord would grip you and that you would prophesy and that you would pray and preach repentance and that you would preach your messages and prophecies will come out with tears, with tears. God is imparting the fear of the Lord again. I prophesy these things you're going to see, experience, and watch God do it. Shout amen. Amen, amen, and amen. My God, what a word.
if you're watching me today, wherever you're watching me from all over the world, whether live or on a replay, let me ask you this question. During this crisis, do you know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? I'm here to tell you that if you don't, then you are already in a crisis, a crisis of your salvation and your soul. That without Christ, you're lost and will end up in hell. And then you will have an eternal crisis. And that crisis, there is no coming out. But you don't have to go there. I'm here to tell you that God so loved you that he sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross. He was buried and three days later he resurrected from the dead. And he made a way for you to become saved. And it's through repentance. You must repent of your sin. You must turn away from your life of sin. You must surrender your heart, mind, body, and soul to Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Why don't you make that choice right now? It's very simple. All you have to do is repeat this prayer after me. And God the Father will meet you at your place of sincerity and mean it. If you're backslidden and you used to serve the Lord, God has given you a wonderful privilege of being able to come back to him right now through this broadcast. So both of you, both the sinner and the backslider, if you wanna get saved and get right with God right now, repeat this prayer after me and mean it. Say, Heavenly Father, I realize that I'm a sinner in desperate need of salvation. I believe you sent your son Jesus Christ to die on the cross for my sin. He was buried and three days later he resurrected from the dead. Heavenly Father, I repent. Lord Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart, come into my life, save me in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, listen, if you said that prayer, there is a shout that is going across the heavens because the Bible says that there is more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than a hundred righteous people on the earth who don't need to repent. Listen, I'm telling you, this is worth celebrating. Hey, listen, if you're standing next to someone in your home that asks Christ to be their savior, man, give a great shout of praise because God has now saved your family. Amen and amen and amen. Listen, if you pray that prayer, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to send me an email. There's going to be an email on the screen and I want you to write to us and say, man of God, I prayed that prayer 
and I know for a fact Jesus Christ came in my heart and my life and I'm born again and I want to tell you thank you well amen well God bless you guys H-I-R-T amazing church you know I love you God bless you and I see you next week you have gifts God expects you to use them If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.